Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Lost recap as we do the 100th episode of Lost. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. Celebrate the variable episode 14 of Lost Season 5. Yes, this is a very famous episode of Lost, the TV show. Featuring everybody's favourite time traveller, Twitchy, and everybody else in this episode that we love. This episode first aired on the 29th of April 2009. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, directed by the Paul Edwards. And I'm excited to talk about this one because Faraday's back and he won't be very much for longer. That makes sense. Uh, I said the word a few seconds ago and I kind of ruined my opening line now and I'm sad. My name is Ben and welcome to the meeting, Twitchy. And uh, my name is Noah and I'm your son. Really? Nice. I knew. That's unrelated to the episode. <laughs> yeah, what's your opening line, Colin? <laughs> uh, Colin, I call you Colin. Ah, <laughs> oh, I've always wanted Colin to be my son. Now I've got you. Boo! <laughs> Was that a Freudian slip? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so in love with Colin. I'm always thinking about him. Just he's always he's no, always I'm right jealous there. of your love. Oh, so you should be. My my love's always real for people. Um, I I'm excited to talk about this episode. I've got to call you Colin again, Noah. Um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Can you he's not believe? That good. He's we... good. <laughs> But he's not that good. He's, he's really not that good. He's kind of shit, let's be honest. Um, we started covering Lost back in 2017, basically at the very beginning of the Oz Network. In that period, we have celebrated our 1,000th episode, our 10th year anniversary, and now we're only up to the 100th episode of Lost now. We've finished Third Watch. We've finished Nip Tuck. We've nearly finished Breaking Bad. Uh, we're nowhere near finishing 24, but uh, that's a long journey. And finally, we reached the 100th episode which is a big occasion, and The Variable is a pretty famous episode of this show. Yeah, this, it is a good one for a hundredth, and I do give praise to them that for the hundredth episode celebration, they didn't decide to do like the Jack and Kate reminisce about what happened in season one and do like the Sitting around the fire birthdays, turning to the camera and a big happy birthday to lost a hundred episodes, blowing out the cake. Uh, so I'm glad that there was no sort of nods. Uh, uh, I'm a sucker for meta things and self-referential things. I don't think we need that in Lost. Um, but if they were going to have a 100th episode, like, this is a doozy to have it on. This is 
this is so lost. It's got a uh, funny moments. It's got mystery. It's got flashbacks. It's got big character moments. It's got a huge twist, memorable ending. It's got a shocking death. So even though they didn't plan it out this way, this is a pretty quintessentially lost episode to do for lost a hundred uh, birthday. So yeah, uh, definitely a memorable episode. I think, yeah, you, you touch on a good point there because I think it's it's always a hallmark of most TV shows, 100th episode, you, you, you remember it. Like I, I know when we did Third Watch, I can easily pinpoint the 100th episode. It was a fantastic one of the best episodes of Third Watch was their 100th episode. Nip Tuck, the 100th episode was a finale. So it's kind of, you know, where do you go with on that one? And we're obviously not quite up there for 24, but... Yeah, I can think of other TV shows where I can remember their 100th episode. They do something a bit special for it. But this one, yeah, like it's – I to be honest with you, I didn't even remember this was the 100th episode until I looked at our list. I'm like, oh, well, this is the 100th episode. So it's kind of it's, – it's a, it's a good episode, but, yeah, they don't go out of their way to be like, hey, everyone, we're lost, and this is our 100th episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like as you Just said – joke- Matthew Fox is getting another tattoo on his yeah. arm live on TV. <laughs> Imagine if the, imagine if this was uh, Jack's tattoo episode, but um, yeah, like I think it's kind of it's interesting because I mean, literally, we get our only Faraday flashback episode, right? It's kind of this is a hundredth episode Faraday, but um, it's got a pretty fucked up ending. Well, not a fucked up ending, but like a pretty like what the fuck ending. Uh, which is, it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Just call up Damon Lynn. Damon, that was fucked up, man. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you and your parents? <laughs> because once again, we've got mummy um, issues. Daddy um, issues, mummy issues. But I guess this is a sort of, we haven't done this in a while in terms of we've almost got three aspects we can cover here. We've got the flashbacks. From two people, uh, one that won't take very long, and we've also got the island stuff. So, shall we do the uh, Eloise flashbacks first, or the Faraday flashbacks first? Uh, the Faraday one. The Faraday. All right. And can I just say, I love Faraday. I think I've talked about him a lot on this show that I like him, but uh, I'm a Faraday he- fanboy. A Farrah fan. Yeah, he, uh, mm. he is great, but. I always wonder because we had the Miles one and then we got the Faraday. So we finally got these two out of the way. Um, he is great and we'll get to his death, but uh, I just, I always think, why did he have to disappear for half this season? Why couldn't have we had Faraday during all the Lafleur, like all the scenes? I feel like they bring him back and they, they kill him. He is a great part of the show, but I think people forget how little Faraday really is in Lost because season four yeah. is so short and he's only in half of this season. So I always think, why did they just piss him off only to bring him back in his last episode? Do you think it's like a shock factor that they need to bring him back, like twist last episode, like been a long time, Miles, and all of a sudden you're not expecting that he's going to get killed off straight away and this is kind of the, hey, we can kill off anybody at any given point? I mean, the ending is pretty fucked up as it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he. This isn't his last episode, though. He come, does he is he in the sideways at, at some point? Yeah. Isn't he? He, 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 yeah. Daniel Widmore playing the piano with mm. with a with a, 
with a uh, what do you call it? A, a fedora thing, doesn't he? Um, with a fedora. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, now I remember him. But um, yeah, Jeremy Davies. I like Jeremy Davies. Um, you know, he's been in lots of other things. I know we talked to one of the very Character. first recaps. One of the very first recaps we ever did on this show, he was uh, in Twister, one of my favourite movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, he'd, be, he'd be a cool person to get on the show and have a chat to. TV slash movies, Jeremy Davies. Um, hashtag better than Emily DeRaven. Can we just point out, Emily DeRaven, not in this season, still West Claire. Um, just, where is she, my baby? I rewatched that... Um, Everything wrong, uh, not everything wrong with the uh, how lost should have ended. I hadn't watched that in such a long time. <laughs> Just, ah, my squirrel baby, my baby. Oh, so good. Um, so we've got young Daniel playing the piano, and we've got, um, is it weird for me to say, hot Eloise coming in here now? Bit of a MILF. <laughs> That's fine to say, but I'm glad that's where you went when you said, is it okay to say hot? Oh, yeah. Hot Daniel. Mm. That's fine to say. That's fine to say. This is about the age I messaged you at, I think, wasn't it, Noah? But um, uh, according... I've got a question for you because I'm curious about this uh, because last week we had Young Miles we started with, right? So if you put uh, Young Miles and Young Daniel in a cage and they had a death match, who would win? <laughs> See, I thought, you were going for, I thought you were going for the best cage sex there. Um, whoa. <laughs> no, it's really getting into Ben Waterworth territory. Um, I'm scared of the death between these two young Daniel, characters. because he's got more like he would think it out more, whereas like little Miles looked a little bit wimpy, you know. Oh, they're crying, they're talking. Well, like, there was a dead body. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, like... Suck it up! <laughs> yeah. It's it's Los Angeles in the seventies, right? Like that was just standard. Uh, who do you think would win? Uh, well, yeah, probably Daniel. But now I've got to ask the question: Why does Daniel have an American accent? Uh, well, he's. I think because uh, Eloise is British. Charles Widmore yeah. is British. I think they're in the UK because he ends up going to Oxford. So well, he goes to Oxford, but it depends. Was he raised in America? Because we know Widmore. No, Widmore doesn't live in America. So it's a good yeah. question. I, I, I was like, like I like the fact that they go with an American kid here because they could have easily gone with a British kid and maybe then thrown away in a line like, oh, he went to Harvard for 20 years, so he grew an American accent. Like, it, it, it happens. But... I mean, they go straight out with the American here, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's. I'm it's googling a, it. We're put it put it in the mysteries at the end of this episode. Why does we why don't does Google enough on this show? No, uh, we, we, while we both never of his Google. parents have Br- British accents, Daniel has an American accent because he was raised in America, possibly Massachusetts, and he only studied in England. Being right. raised in the U.S. would have influenced Daniel's accent more than that of his mother. And actually, that's from Daniel Faraday theories. <laughs> oh, so the, theory, the oh. theories page do exist, but remember, you wouldn't—they bury them now. That you never easily find them. Yeah, anymore. only accessible by Google. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Eloise Law Hawking lives in LA, so I guess maybe she uh, she lived in America. Good old Fenona Falonella Falanigan or whatever her name is. Um, but uh, so he's playing the piano. In comes hot Eloise. 
and she's basically like, you're gifted. How many counts does that metronome has? And he's like, 812, which, I mean, like, I like the fact that you're kind of a showing here that Daniel's gifted, but, like, you could ask me that, and I could literally be like, 407? And, like, unless Eloise has been standing in the door going, one, two, three. Like, if you right now, if I... You ask me, Ben, what's 6,412 multiplied by 953? And I'm just like 27,646 without thinking. Unless you've got a calculator oh, on board. Exactly. There you go. See? I'm Rain Man. Um, like, unless you've got a calculator ready to go, you don't know that shit. Like, you could literally be like, Ben, who won the Chinese Grand Prix in 2006? And I could be like, Jack Smiggins. You don't know that that's a real Formula One driver or not. I could just be making that up. Oh, Ben, you're so smart. I could be like, who won Korea Vision last year? And you could be like, Daniel Day Kim. And I'm like, ah, oh, good on him, you know? But anyway, I like I this just scene. Think we need to give props to the casting of young Eloise and young Whitmore, I think. Uh, impressive casting from the casting director. I agree. They, they fit the role. What about young Daniel? Uh, okay, here's a question for you, another one. Who's, uh, who's more realistic, young Daniel or young Miles? I mean, Daniel's got the hair, but uh, it just doesn't feel like the same character. So I'm going with Mile. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um, essentially, we're, he's gifted and you've got to go into the sciences, Daniel. You know, and I, I'm here to, you know, do you know what destiny is? No. Well, destiny is something you're meant to do. And I'm going to make sure that you're on that path. And it's, but I want to play the piano. She's like, no, you can't. I'm British and British people don't play the piano and do science. Um, so she's going to keep him on the right path. Um, we later on in the flashback see Daniel, he's got his degree at Oxford. There he is. And we meet his girlfriend, Teresa, uh, the esteemed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Eloise is a bit of a bitch to her. It's like, oh, congratulations. Let's go out to lunch. And Faraday's like, I'd lo- we'd love to. No, just us. We never see each other. I love this line when she's like, I've booked a table at a very fancy restaurant. And they're in the, like this shitty Chinese restaurant. Oh, it's a curry restaurant, according to... Um, according- <laughs> it's got a page. Catch me a curry. First intrude is the variable. Last scene, purpose, the variable. Purpose. Curry restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Curry restaurant. <laughs> let's let's get the editor of Cashmere Curry from Lostpedia on the show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jim. I edited Cashmere Curry. Um, I was the intern that week. <laughs> um, but like this oh. restaurant looks shit. Like I've booked a table. It's a fancy restaurant. This just looks like I'm sure you growing up. I don't know if there was a Chinese restaurant in Snug, but like I'm sure you'd go to the. Chinese restaurant, which kind of just looks like somebody's house that they've got in their lounge room and converted it into like we used to go to this one in Glenorchy all the time. Was that my I actually my friend who I went to primary school with, his dad owned it. So we would always get like Patrick, I think. He's I like Patrick. Miss Patrick. Hello, Patrick, if you're listening. Um really good Chinese food. Uh but it was like, you know, run by like a, a, a an immigrant family who had moved to Tasmania and it had opened up a Chinese restaurant. Like, really good. But anyway, point is, this isn't a fancy Where restaurant. Where are you going with this story? I don't know. This restaurant is not fancy. All right? Like, I want to, I want to see people in, like, t- tuxedos. He's graduated from Oxford. He's just going down to the local Chinese restaurant. 
I, I, I tuned out. I had a nap for about two minutes. It was Ben talking to himself about, <laughs> reminiscing about Patrick's funny. Oh, Patrick. What are he's up to these days? <laughs> Get a word in for two minutes. It was just Ben talking about Chinese food. <laughs> I haven't had Chinese food in probably like three years. You realise that, right? Um, yum, Chinese food. Uh, do you like Chinese or Indian better? Oh, Indian, but I love both. And is is this a legitimate question? I I don't know how this sounds, but like uh, I'm. Oh no! Can you get Chinese? Like, are there Chinese restaurants uh, in Korea? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Just checking. Um, you know, because I know like <laughs> Korea hates different. Doesn't Just... doesn't Korea hate Japan? So I didn't know if Korea hated China. So maybe they wouldn't allow like. Yeah. Chinese food in. They do, but they've also got a lot of Japanese restaurants. Okay, right. Good. Do you have Thai food in Korea? I like Thai food. Thai food. Sometimes the Japanese restaurants have, this is a Korean-owned Japanese restaurant (laughs) sticker on them, just so we're definitely sure about it. Wow. Racist Koreans don't want to eat at the Japanese-owned Japanese restaurant, right? Like, don't want to do that. Where I come from, Korean people don't like (laughs) Japanese people. Uh, so, um, we're at this fancy cashmere curry place, um, and basically Faraday's like, oh, you upset my girlfriend, and Eloise is like, she's not your girlfriend, she's your lab partner, you don't have time for girlfriends. It's exactly what Noah's parents tell him, that's why he doesn't have a date. Um, and we, we find out basically that he's the youngest doctor to ever graduate. And he's, I thought he said, because he says he's got a 1.5 million pound research grant. I thought he said like an 87.5 million pound. It's like, Jesus, you must be good. 87.5. And we find out that he's gotten this grant from Charles Widmore. <gasps> du, 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 plot twist. Um, Eloise is like, oh, no, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to fight with you. And she leaves. Gives him a present, and it's a pretty awesome-looking leather journal. I want one with a sort of inscription in it of "I'm your mum. I'll always love you." Now, I I'm I'm mad for stationery. I love me some stationery. So, like, if if my mum, my actually, I did get a gift at one point. My mum did give me like she went away and got me like a, and I think I've still got it. It was like kind of like a leather-bound sort of journal thing, and I've never found a use to use it. But uh, are you one for stationery, Noah? No. No? What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, ever since uh, someone stole my scissors at work and my stapler, I've sworn off all stationery. Oh, so somebody steals something, you're like, nah, not for me. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've lost the trust. <laughs> so was this a recent thing or was this like back at your first job in Snug? No. Oh, I, this is stuck with me forever. <laughs> it stuck with me and I want it back. Okay, so is this a great mystery? Noah's stapler and scissors. Put it in the questions at the end. Where, who stole my stapler and my scissors? Oh, I kind of feel sad for you now. Like, oh, where's Noah's stapler and stapler? I'm going to buy you a stapler and, and scissors and send them to you for Christmas. It won't be the same. Oh, Noah's, Noah's beloved stapler. You stole Jimmy and Frank. Oh, you gave them names. <laughs> am I? Am I? Have you seen my handwriting? I couldn't write in a leather-bound journal. Oh well, what do you use? A computer. Uh, see, I'm still old school. 
I still have. I legitimately, the time of recording this, I experienced my first ever lockdown three whole days. And like, it didn't affect me in the slightest because I don't have a life. I wasn't going anywhere. But it got to about five o'clock on the Monday. Lockdown was closing at six. And I'm like, fuck, I really want to go to Officeworks. Oh, but I can't. It's only five o'clock. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting real like itchy feet. Oh, I need to go to Officeworks. Eventually six o'clock rolls around. Office works time. <laughs> Got in the car and drove to Office Works. I was excited. <laughs> you are living. You're going through a, a hard time during this pandemic, aren't you? I've had Have three quarantines. Three quarantines. I just want to point out, just as, having lived in three different countries with three different types of stationary stores, Office Works is the best in the world. I'm sorry, Staples. I'm sorry, warehouse stationery New Zealand. Shit, staples, shit, and too expensive for what you sell. Office works, amazing. All right? Keep being office works. Are you, are you feeling particularly nostalgic this afternoon? Yes. This, is, this episode has turned into <laughs> Ben talks about the local restaurants and shops around his neighborhood. I, I, I want to go to office work with Patrick and go to his dad's Chinese restaurant to celebrate. You know? I have legitimately, since being back on Tinder, requested first dates at office works and I have gotten interest. So. That's where you're going wrong. 100, 100 episodes in, I love how relatable the Oz Network is. <laughs> <laughs> there are people listening going, yeah, 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 I've done many first dates. I met my wife at Office Works. Uh, <laughs> oh. I know, Patrick. Jesus. Maybe if I met my wife at Office Works, it would actually last. There's a tip. Hey, we both reached for the same highlighter. <laughs> Both reach for the same stapler, and it's mine. Oh. <laughs> it literally says Noah's on it. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so, meanwhile, next uh, flashback, we've got kind of crazy Daniel watching uh, the news right now uh, of Oceanic Flight 815. They found the footage, and poor old Daniel's having a bit of a cry. He's lost his stapler and his scissors. He's upset, and... We've got Caretaker, who has got her own page. Caroline is her name. Do we know much about Caroline at all? Is this our one and only Caroline appearance, or is she a recurring background character that I have not paid attention to? No, because she was in the... This scene is a recreation of the scene from Confirmed Dead where we first had the Faraday flashback scene. Right. Okay. Oh, Oh, I do remember that. So she was in two episodes. Oh, the Caroline. I wonder if she likes cashmere curry. Do you reckon she... If you go to the trivia page, they've showed a picture of Caroline, but her head is chopped off, so it's just Caroline's body. Caroline in her first appearance. Her name and face were not revealed until the variable. And then I love I love this face of her. She looks like she's about 80 in the picture, yet the body looks like a body of like a 30-year-old. Um, she's from Essex, Massachusetts. There you go. What's the capital of Massachusetts, Noah? Uh, that one is Boston, right? I don't know. I, I actually don't know my obvious. capitals very That's well. That's the obvious one. All right. Okay. I think good. so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not good on the capitals, so that's, that's <laughs> your bag. Um, so uh, Widmore comes around and I, like, because it is, we do get this in another episode, don't we, about uh, Faraday being a bit loopy, right? Because this whole thing where he's like, oh, you know, forgive me my condition. I can't remember who you are. Um, and he's all like, we've never met before. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. But this is somewhat new info too. 
Because isn't that that was the uh, the episode with um Desmond, right? He's kind of a bit cuckoo, bananas. Yeah, yeah, right. See, I remember things. Hundred episodes in, this is what we're doing. We're reminiscing about Ben's life and loss. That's what we're doing. Um, and if you remember Patrick Chinese much better than this show that we're covering, <laughs> like I, I, I just remember nice foods. Like I'm sure you remember your favorite. What was your favorite restaurant in Hobart that you used to always go to? Um. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Didn't have one. We Snug would, tavern. Uh, Snavin. <laughs> Snavin. Uh, oh, the Thai veggie hut. Oh. oh yeah. Was that like? But like, did you? Was that like your go-to? Like for your birthday? Like you'd always have that go-to place where, like, the family birthday place you'd go uh, to. The Vietnamese kitchen. Okay, you were very diverse as children. We just went to like Coolies <laughs> or the Carlisle. <laughs> <I think we've, laughs> you know, Mama Luca barbecue in Salamanca. Yeah. Oh, that's fancy. No, Mama Luca barbecue. Did you ever go there? That was like an African themed restaurant. It was amazing. Uh, that's progressive for you. It's now. It's now a. Um, I think it's called like Rockwall. And I went on a failed uh, Bumble date there where I spent like one hundred and twenty dollars and I didn't even get laid. So you know, went well. Uh, with Patrick. <laughs> with Patrick. <laughs> Should have taken him to his he dad's restaurant. <laughs> Bloody hell, Patrick. <laughs> Come on. We had sexual chemistry back in primary school. Um, so <laughs> Faraday's, Faraday's crying. Uh, Widmore is like, oh, what if I told you that this plane isn't really missing? It's all a fake. I put it there. Ha, 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 ha. And then he offers him a, a, a job, basically saying that you're going to go to the island and this will fix you. Um, and then Faraday's like, you sound so similar to my mother. He's like, oh, we're old friends. I just want him to be like, I fucked your mother, son. <laughs> In the 80s. We fucked. It was the 80s. <laughs> I gave it to her. She moaned like a squealing piggy. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was great. That was great. That that's a sentence I never thought I would say. <laughs> um, uh, and then Eloise comes over again, uh, says that, and Faraday says he's been offered a job, and that uh, Eloise is basically like, "You must go to the island. It will make me proud of you." Which again, this is why this episode's fucked up because, as we're going to find out yeah, at the end of the episode, you always up. knew, Mum. <laughs> and I, we can only assume that. Widmore also knew. Uh, Which? And we can also only really assume that they're only sending him back because they don't want to mess with the time, whatever, and they don't want... So they're literally sending him to the island and back in season four when he shows up just so that, to make sure that they kill him. It is fucked up. So they're, they're, they're basically fucking their own son, not in that way, fucking their son up to kill him so that they can continue. Like, daddy's like... like Okay, Damon. Okay, you know, JJ, you've got your parental issues. But, like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you've taken it too fast. Like, okay, Locke's dad pretty fucked up, pushing him out of a window, all that kind of stuff. There's some pretty, like, you know, Kate killing his dad, pretty fucked up. But you've got a time-travelling plot where your own son is deliberately being sent to an island just to get shot by his own mother. 
That's fucked up. What the fuck, Damon? <laughs> but but it's also making me not trust anything my my mother says. Because <laughs> how do I know that this won't happen to me? Noah, you must go to Korea. Accept the job. Stay for another fourteen months. She stole my stapler. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a plan. <laughs> Noah, I will steal your stapler and your scissors. Why, mum? It's part of the plan. She's going to stab you with your scissors and then, like, staple it to your head. And that's the plan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a death scene. <laughs> stab with scissors. Staple. Death by office works. Um, Yeah, I mean... It's it kind of <laughs> you're obsessed with Office Works. Office Works is the bomb. If Office Works offered to sponsor us, I would take that over the majority of sponsors. Coca Cola could come to me and offer me a million dollars to sponsor the Oz Network. But if Office Works is like, I'll give you a million notebooks, I'm going with the notebooks. <laughs> Thanks, Coke. You take your million dollars and piss off. <laughs> I want my my 800 page A4 leaf ruled binded notebook. I'm lit- okay, to put this into context, I have one, two, three, four notebooks in front of me right now that I'm using. <laughs> I want I'm my chicken chow mein. Pen. I've got a, a, a shit in front of me. I love stationery, all right? Um, what do you think of these flashbacks? Anything to add that you haven't already? You have a rock. <laughs> the rock. Hello, Dwayne. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you in Black Adam. <laughs> Looked good. Uh, anything uh, to add? I don't really have much to add other than, yeah, the fact that they're sending it back is fucked up. And I, like Miles, I wish we got one normal Faraday flashback because he's such a complex, interesting character. But I, I do kind of resent the fact that the Miles and Faraday only episodes were these sort of like, Oh, here's him as a kid, and here's him when he's a teenager, and here's him right before he went to the island. Similar to Miles. I, I just wanted one normal flashback with them each, I think. Like together, like a, a gay love story or just? Oh, in the the ring, death match. All right. <laughs> That's the one you wanted. It's a whole, it's a very arty episode. It's like the fly on Breaking Bad. It's just the whole episode's <laughs> in a cage uh, as they, you know, discover themselves and chase a fly. Um, the other flashback, sort of flashback, um, we've got sort of the conclusion of poor old Desmond, he's getting rushed into the, the ER and poor old Penny, what's going on? What's going on? Ma'am, ma'am, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And in comes Eloise and like, oh, how old is your son? He's two. He's got his father's hair. Do we know each other? Uh, and it's like, oh yes, I believe this is my, my fault. And it's like, you're... Benjamin Linus's mother. Um, it's like no, oh, I am. God no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God no. Um, it's like no, I I am um, Faraday's. No, I'm those kids from the Ewok movies, mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Desmond's mother, and then she sort of Penny's asking, "Is he going to be okay?" And I like that line, which is like, "For the first time in a long time, I don't know what will happen next." I do. Mm. One of my favorite moments in this episode is when this doctor comes out and is all like, "Desmond's in recovery." She's like, "Yay!" It's like, "It's all right. This nurse will take after your look after your son." Now, I'm sorry, this nurse, like, 
this doctor is a bitch. Like, Nurse Jenny will look after your son. <laughs> this is Bridget. She's a great nurse. She will look after your son. This nurse. <laughs> like, who is this doctor? Almost, you know? Almost as insulting as when you just refer to me as this co-host will now answer the question. <laughs> This loser who lost his stapler will now answer the question. Um, we now, had a this nice theme is kind of interesting because I could be wrong, but I believe that this is the last ever off-island present-day scene in Lost. So from now on, oh. we don't have anything that's based off the island in the present day. So this is the furthest point in the timeline for off-island scenes in I could be wrong, but there's nothing in season six. So that is uh, also very the, interesting. The end of Desmond for this season. But yeah, it's weird because you watch it now thinking oh, it's just this little scene. But now the, the, we don't see any more scenes off the island in I, the present day. I didn't think, I thought you were about to say, like, this is the last time we get a, a Penny Desmond scene on off the island or something like that. I didn't expect that. That's, um, mm. wow. Because uh, the only thing I can see here. This is also the last episode in the season and the series as a whole to feature events which take place off-island in present time. Wow. Oh, it is right. Jesus. Yeah. That's that's deep, man. That's deep. Weird, weird to think. <laughs> wow. Jesus. So when I watched Chronologically Lost, was this the last scene of Chronologically Lost? I can't remember. <laughs> no, because no, things still happen after this, but off-island... This is the last time we've seen them. What about the um? Don't we get the? Is it the epilogue though, where we've got like Hurley back on the island, back off the island at the Dharma facility? Yeah, or something? If you count that, right? I count. I love that. Can we cover that? That's fun. I like that little moment. Um, but it's a nice Desmond Penny scene. I mean, we we're never going to complain about a Desmond Penny scene, and it's kind of like Des, I promised you, Penny. I promised you, I'm never going to leave you. Well, uh, <laughs> man of his word, old Desi boy. Um, but then we get this scene outside of the hospital. Charles, hello, Eloise. That's not how it's more like, g'day, Eloise, how are you? I'm Alan Dale. Uh, I was in Neighbours. Um, and we get uh, a bit of a conversation here, and Eloise is like, your daughter's in there, and I kind of like, uh, Weedmore, he's like, I sacrificed my daughter long ago. Um, and... Then Eloise is like, don't you dare talk to me about sacrifices. I had to send my own son to the island. And then we get the plot twist where Widmore is like, he's my son too. <gasps> and then slap Judy Dent style and then walks off. Which, I mean, like, it's a cool little plot twist, but it doesn't really go anywhere outside of the fact that yeah. we've just got these parents, you know. Like, I feel it's kind of a, a big reveal that that's it, though. That's your last reveal. Yeah, I've always felt that that's kind of such an unnecessary... Like, uh, last week, oh, Pierre Chang, he's Miles' dad. Okay, <laughs> this week, uh, are we going to find out that bloody Doug Hutchinson is Richard Alpert's dad next week? <laughs> I just, Especially because it's Faraday's death scene, it's like it's never really going to amount to much after that. So, yeah, it's a plot twist, but I feel like... This late in the show, they're taking some of these plot twists just a little bit too far. Like Eloise as Faraday's mum, okay, but now we're adding Widmore, and now 
Faraday is Desmond's like brother-in-law and Penny's brother, but that never really amounts to anything. So, yeah, well, I'm not a huge fan of this twist. It's kind of like the whole Claire and and Jack thing, right? Like, it's yeah, like his- yeah, we we already had that plot line. <laughs> oh, Claire, remember Claire? Um, is that SBS show started yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what will be first, Claire, Emily DeRaven, or Matthew Fox? Probably Emily DeRaven. I feel that yeah. SBS are probably frothing at the bit to get TV's Emily DeRaven, um, you know, back. Like what? And like, think about it, Charlie. You know, what's his face coming to that Australian Bite Club show that I watched oh. and was weirdly. I weirdly enjoyed that show. Don't know why. Um, I just loved Evil Charlie. He was just an absolute like to do. It was basically Dexter. He was like the um, dog guy who worked with the cops who was a serial killer. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I just it just it was it was just it was cheap, harmless, cheesy Australian drama fun. It like it just it was better than Manifest. I believe that was on the the DVD cover. Yeah, exactly. It's that that crap thing that nobody will ever remember. Um, The other podcast. That's what we are. Um, So we're on the island. Uh, We pick up from where we left off last week. Faraday's there. Uh, Take me. Take me to Jack. Um, And I love that um, Jack, like, what is it? This is meant to be six o'clock in the morning. Banging on the door. Poor old, our hero's having a sleep. There he is. Wakes up. Um, and I love just Daniel straight away, like, how did you get back to the island? And Jack's like, Faraday, you're back. How did you get to the island? <laughs> it's like, we're just on a plane and it happened. And your mum told me that we've got to go here. Let me guess. She said something about destiny. Yes. Um, my mum was wrong. Um, I, I always love in these shows when like, there's obviously got to be an edit point. It's kind of like those scenes where it's like, there's a big reveal and then the next scene, they walk in the door of their house and they continue the conversation, right? Let's ignore the fact that they've had a 30-minute car trip to get from point A to point B, that they've clearly remained silent in the car until we pick them up walking inside. Like, just Ben, ben this is coming from the guy that went on a five-minute tangent in the <laughs> middle of the episode about some Chinese restaurant in some neighbourhood no one's ever visited. Don't compare the pair. Like, <laughs> so they could have been just going off talking about their favourite foods in that. I, I've had a difficult year, Colin. I know it's like you get your name right. <laughs> I'm not. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> You've watched porn. You know what it looks <laughs> like. Just joking. He's not fat. You know it's fat. The third time you call me Colin. <laughs> I record children. I record so much with him that I'm just sick of his face. Ooh, he I'm Colin, eh? Ha 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 ha. No, 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 no. I don't want to say this, but you know, like sometimes on the double seven, it's you two, and I feel like I'm almost like a bit of a, a third wheel. So the, <laughs> this podcast is just you and me. Just it's our time together, and I come on, and you're just calling me Colin the whole time, and he's trying to get away from him. <laughs> Bring back Patrick. You and I are the single ones here. We should be bonding more. None of these losers who have wives oh, and children. Trying, but <laughs> every time I say something clever, oh, good point, Colin. 
And you know, over when he's I'm doing it, good. he was better two years ago. He's gotten worse. He was, he was better two years ago. Let's be honest. Like, oh, I've had children. Oh, I've got three kids. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, my phone's ringing. I'm earning ten dollars. Oh, I've got to run a marathon. <laughs> I'm not Colin because I'm not earning money on this episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck Colin. So what, a, what an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> Bring you, back cable. You said, this, this, you said this ending was fucked up. I think Colin's fucked up. I agree. Boo, Colin. <laughs> Let's get T-shirts that say boo, Colin, and sit here. This is why I have trust issues because first my stapler gets stolen and then you can't even remember my name. But maybe I want my mother to shoot me. <laughs> oh, cable branded returning to the Oz Network is the, the ne- ne- never invited me to Office Works. I would go to Office Works. With- Colin. I. I- I've never been to a stationery store. We've got been to Walmart with Colin, but we got groceries. We didn't get stationery. <laughs> never took me to Chinese. I've been to Big W with you. <laughs> been to Kmart. We don't talk about that. We I've don't been, talk about that either. I've been probably, have we been to Target together? I, I don't know. <laughs> we definitely don't talk about that. I've 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 been to Bishino with you. I haven't been to Bishino with Colin. <laughs> we saw the Gladstone Goat together. Noah, remember the good times. You, you, you thought you were there with Colin. We went to the lowest part of, of Australia that you could go to. Well, sort of drive at least. Didn't do that with Colin. <laughs> no. I I spilt tea on the Bible with you. No, I didn't do that with Colin. <laughs> Think of the good times, oh, Noah. I'll never do that. Think of the good oh, times. Not rock and roll enough to do that. <laughs> we got drunk in Launceston together and they asked you for ID. And then when I went to show my ID, he said, I don't need to see yours, old man. <laughs> Look, I, I I appreciate you trying to save the situation, but I don't forget you. You and I made it. All right, hang on. We went too far. Too late. Move on. Uh, <laughs> shit. No, that was Colin. Well, I reckon Colin would be a bad kisser. I just, I just, I don't see him, you know. He, he was. Then <laughs> Jamie came into the picture. She'd be a good kisser, I think. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, it's giving me the okay, look. Move it's on. weird. Uh, <laughs> Ben, edit point, edit point. Um, all right, Colin, are we ready to move on? Um, Remember your own name, Frank, um, <laughs> Rocky. Um, but yeah, my whole point of that whole thing is that essentially you've got Faraday going, "My mother was wrong." Cut to the next scene when Faraday's in the car with Miles, and Jack is like, "Wait, wait, what do you mean your mother was wrong?" <laughs> like. <laughs> There's a gap here that doesn't make sense. Um, time travel. Time travel. Uh, Miles uh, drives Faraday to the orchid. Is it orchid or orchard? Do I always fuck that up? Orchid. Orchid. <laughs> the column. They're not, they're not growing apple. <laughs> that could be. 
Um, what is it? that line that Miles says or something like that? Like, why aren't you in Ann Arbor? I thought you would have invented the DVD or something. <laughs> I love that line that he says that. Dated. Dated. Um, meanwhile, our hero has got to go and see Sawyer. And uh, I love Sawyer that, like, oh, I'm too busy to help. And that line, it's like, what are you busy with at 6 a.m.? I want to see Juliet walking out, like, putting a shirt on. <laughs> Jack, what do you think? Um, so and Phil. <laughs> yes, Phil. Phil tied up. He's, he's putting his clothes on. Um, and, <laughs> and then Jack sort of is caught up. Jack, Jack's just zombie Jack at the moment, isn't he? Like, he's, like, not that he's zombie Saeed and pointless. Like, Jack's still relevant, but, like, Jack's kind of, you know, just like Juliet here. They're just kind of just going with the flow. <laughs> They're just, you know, doing what they can. But both Elizabeth Mitchell and Matthew, uh, uh, Matthew Fox, that's his name, uh, Cable Fox, they, they, um, Colin Fox. Colin Fox. They, they, I couldn't even get Colin's name right. I call him Cable. That was meant to be the joke. Um, they still bring, like, zomb- like, whereas Naveen Andrews is just like, get me the fuck off this show. Um, meanwhile, um, Faraday and Miles go back to the Orkin and we get that scene. Wasn't the very beginning of the season where we've kind of got this moment where Faraday bumps into him and time travel. Do you believe this? Um, Faraday, meanwhile, is like basically to Chang, like, don't do this. You're going to cause something that's 38,000 times seeing I'm from the future. (laughs) I just, I love my favorite moment of this is like, you've got, Pierre Chang bumping into Faraday. Watch it. Sorry, sir, it won't happen again. So then Faraday buggers off to this guy. Time travel. Ha, 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 ha. And then Faraday rushes back up. Dr. Chang, Dr. Chang, do you have a moment? And I love Dr. Chang. All right, then. Like, it's like five seconds ago, he's all like, time travel. Ha, 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 ha. He's like, yes, I have five minutes to chat to you, weird random guy. Why not? Um, so Faraday's basically riding the elevator up on top of the surface. Like, you've got to contain this. You're going to cause this massive incident. Uh, and he's like, ch- ch- blah, 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 blah. Colin Chang is basically like, you're just saying this because you overheard me say time travel. Miles comes in. Stop it. Stop it. He's your son. Oh, is this true? No. Um, and but I like I this love is, Faraday. It's just like I'm from the future. He's your son. Yeah, but I, I love I love Faraday. He's like literally here trying to be like, I'm from the future. Look at these equations. They don't exist for another thirty years. Could I do that? Could I just like draw some squiggles in a book in one of my office works books and go to like some physicist and be like, look at these predictions. They don't exist for 30 years. Like, I don't know what equations and shit look like and how you can discover them. Like, is Pierre Chang going to go, you're right, these don't exist. Like, does he know every equation? The paper just says DVD on it. <laughs> it says Daniel Craig will be James Bond in 2006. <laughs> It says Empire Strikes Back, first draft. Um, the Oz Network will be cancelled in 2021. <laughs> Survivor Oz did not say the following on that episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of, I like this sort of like, I like desperate Faraday trying to like, you know, get to the bottom of this and do all this and like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Um Meanwhile, we've got the committee meeting in Sawyer's house. I like the committee meeting <laughs> where they're basically like, all right, freckles, uh, you know, what are we doing here? Like, we've got two options. We'll go to the beach or we can bugger off on the sub. It's like, I've worked to put a life together here. No, we're not going away. We're not running away again. And is this where Hurley says, like, 
I don't want to go back to like the mainland in the seventies and live in the, you know, the ma- I would. That would be me. Like I'd be like, yeah. Like we're on an island in the seventies. I want to go back and experience the culture of the seventies in like you know the real world. Um, but they're basically all come to the conclusion that they're going to go back to the beach. I have Jin's one line here, which is just basically like, no, if my wife is on the island, I will stay. Um, and then Faraday, meanwhile, rocks at the door. We get that great line of like, welcome to the meeting, Twitchy. Um, and Faraday's essentially like, hey, how do I get to the hostels? Um, so I like, no, I'm not going to let you know. Cause oh, Kate, like, how do I get there? And in steps old protector Sawyer, like, don't tell him Kate. To which Juliet is just like, the code for the fence is this, piss off. And so Jack... She's so complicit in everything in this episode. Was she high? Uh, probably. Uh, she's fucking Sawyer, so anyone would be high with his penis in them, I think. Um, and, yeah, I, I and what, is, what does she say here where she's basically like, you're the only hope that we have of getting back to where we belong, essentially. So that's why she's going to help him to go off and find the hostels camp. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll look, I, I'm not capping. I'll pause here. I'll talk about things that are, are happening in this episode. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm rambling about Patrick. Oh, I don't really have too much to add, but I do kind of like the idea that they're going to go back to the beach because at this point in time, we don't know where this show is going. So it was entirely possible that, for the next season that they did just go back to the beach. It's not like this is like, oh, no, they're not going to do that. Like, yeah. This could have been something that they were actually doing. Um, but I would also just love that Kate, she just can't resist sticking her sticky mitts into something, can't she? It's always Kate. Aw. Um, What's wrong with Kate? Oh, she always has to go and, oh, what's wrong with last week? She messed up everything with Roger. No. Oh, I want to go. Uh, She's not clear. Yeah. I do, <laughs> I do like uh, Juliet in this episode, though, because she's just so out of it. She's like, yeah, the code is this. Oh, my life's over. Uh. <laughs> uh, but it, it works, so it doesn't feel like unnatural or anything. This is why they like, I legitimately, like, I joke about saying that Juliet and Jack are kind of just zombies and just going with the flow, but I kind of like it. Like, I, I like this new Jack. Like, in a moment when it's going to be all like, oh, we've got to get some guns, Jackson and Jack's Jack. just like, well, luckily I'm a janitor then. Uh, but, like, I, I do, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you that I like Juliet. Like, there's no fucks given Juliet. It reminds me of when she's just sitting on the beach watching the freighter blow up with the beer. Just like having a drink, <laughs> like I just. But like, this is where I think, and this is no disrespect to Naveen Andrews. I don't think it's Naveen Andrews' fault with Saeed. Uh, I think Naveen Andrews probably just didn't give a shit anymore, and he just wanted, he just wanted out of there. But like Elizabeth Mitchell and Matthew Fox, just they still put their all, all, all into this role. Like they still kind of believe, you know. And bugger off, Evangeline Lily's great here as Kate. Kate's fine. Leave Kate alone. Boo, Noah. At least yes. you got my name right. <laughs> Shut up, Colin. Um, <laughs> so, yes, they go to the, uh, they get some guns. And I, I like this scene when they're, like, getting their guns. And what does Faraday say? Like, oh, have you got a beginner's gun for me? Um, and then all of a sudden, Rosinski <laughs> and the gang show up. And they're all like, 
you're that physicist guy who came on the boat. What are you doing? Uh, I actually really love Faraday. He's like, oh, um, uh, uh, there was an incident and um, uh, Chang, and then he like moves his gun and he's like, he's got a gun! And they all just like draw their guns on him. It's like, no, 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 like we're just going to walk away. We're going to put down our guns. Um, and then all of a sudden a, a shootout happens to which poor old Faraday gets shot in the neck for five seconds. And then you talk about action like jack. Action jack. Yeah. Well, I, I love I love this moment where it's kind of like he's shooting, and then we get this edit to this clear cut shot of barrels that say fuel on them, and then Jack's like, okay, <laughs> bang, boom, explosion. Um, and then where did Jack learn to shoot like this? Like he's a, a you know, thirty something doctor from the middle of LA, probably quite a, a liberal guy. Um, he's a Democrat. Goes to his, goes to his, he's a Democrat, goes to his vegan restaurants. Uh, <laughs> he's not, he's not shooting guns. Or he got tattoos in Thailand. So, so good at a pistol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Thailand, he's just he's going around shooting. He's a hippie. Drunk. And what did you say last week? Like three days ago, he was about to jump off a bridge. <laughs> Now he's just blowing up. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know what's happening. He's still high. (laughs) Shit, guns. And meanwhile, um, you know, Kate's just chilling along with her. Poor old physicist Faraday, old twitchy here. He's got his beginners going, oh, 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 oh. Then boom, get in the car, drive off. Doesn't Radzinski say something like, I was just with Chang and his wife five minutes ago? He says something like, Because Faraday's like, Chang's gotten around today. I was was at the orchid with Chang. He's like, No, I was just over there in his house. You're lying. Um, Panicky Radzinski here. We saw Chang at the orchid. So, like, Chang's been a busy man today. They're, They're pretty slow on the alarm, can we just point out? Because basically, we get the next scene is Faraday, Kate and Jack at the the fence turning it off. And then, like, when we cut back to Sawyer and that in the house, then we hear the alarm. So it's kind of like... It was the 70s. Yeah. It took a while for the alarm to get... That's why so many people died in tornadoes and tsunamis back then because by the time the alarm went off, you know, half of New York was covered in water. Um, So... I, I kind of like this scene at the fence. Like, Jack's checking out old Twitchy here and, like, oh, no, your wound's fine. Uh, and then kind of this is where we get, like, the real sort of moment of the episode where it's, like, why it's called the variable because they're almost, you know, Jack and Kate are kind of, like, going with it. Like, oh, well, you said, like, whatever's happened's happened. And, like, you know, we're kind of safe. And then Faraday's like, no, like, I've been thinking about this wrong. I never thought about the variable. Because he actually doesn't even say here the um um the constant or whatever it is. He, he drops a line there of, like, oh, like, this is what I've been thinking of but didn't put this into the equation. And then I realised we're the variable and we can change this. It's and then... Great. It's yeah, and he's basically like, you know, like if we, you know, in in six hours, this is gonna go off, and this is gonna be what Desmond presses for the. And he's wrong. He says, and Desmond one day decides not to press the button. It's Locke who doesn't press the button. Thanks, Faraday. Um, <laughs> but he's basically saying that if we stop this, uh, then your plane won't crash. It will land in Los Angeles. I won't be on the freighter. Um, and he also basically, what does he say? Is this the point where he says like, how are you gonna do that? I'm going to do it by exploding a hydrogen bomb, which is a great line. Like, you're just like, what the fuck, Desmond? 
Damon, sorry. <laughs> no, I meant Damon, Damon. not Dick. <laughs> names. Um, we've talked about time travel and everything. Just, and, yeah. You're like Faraday. Your brain is scrambled. Um, I, I, too many, too many drugs. It's just, it's. Well, firstly, just quickly on the action. I'm glad we got some action because Lost rarely does action, but when they do it, I think they do it well. I've seen mm. criticism for Lost action, but I think Lost does action well. It's a great scene. Um, yeah. Uh, but this scene is just so good where he's talking to them because, A, it's setting up the rest of the season. B, it's got that sort of, like, holy shit moment where, like, we don't know what's going to happen, but when you think about it, we're like, oh, my God, yeah, maybe the plane doesn't crash. And what makes it even better in sort of a, I guess, meta context is we knew the next season was going to be the last season. So stuff mm. like this at this point, if, if this happened in season two, it's, oh, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But because the stakes are so high, we're in the last three episodes, four episodes of season five, we have no idea what's going to happen in this show. Uh, and then he brings up, we're going to blow up the bomb and then your plane is never going to crash. And it's like, holy shit. Cause we know they can't stay in the seventies for the rest of the show. Something has to happen. So I guess what makes this scene so great apart from uh, the acting from Faraday is just the sense that the stakes are so high and this could actually happen, which yeah. in a lot of times in dramatic scenes in movies and TV, we know whatever they're talking about is not going to happen. Which, and I, I, I know we're sort of jumping ahead to next season, but I actually really like the sideways stuff because, like, it is kind of one of those things that I'm, I'm glad they kind of explore the what would have happened if they didn't crash. And, like, okay, you can technically say, well, it's done in a warped context because of what it ultimately leads to, and I get that. But I love that, that they explore. And I remember watching it for the first time going, this is kind of cool. Like, I, I like knowing what would happen if there they are just landing in Los Angeles and they just go on with their life. Like, it's, Ten you know. before Marvel did it. Yeah, exactly. Screw you, What If on Disney+, Plus, which I actually haven't watched yet, but, you know, cool. Um, I should also mention I skipped a scene, a very important scene. Um, Faraday the pedo, basically getting all emotional over young Charlotte here. I'm not allowed to eat chocolate before dinner. Shut up! Boo. <laughs> Boo. And he's just basically all like, uh, Pierre Chegg's going to come and say, get on a thing and you and your mother need to get on there. I'm not allowed to eat chocolate. What's your name? Like, shut up. <laughs> She's the Colin although, of this episode. Although, did uh, let's play out the variable or not the variable, but we know what happened to Faraday and that his mum knew, but is he not kind of doing the same thing? Because he knows that she dies on the island. So by telling her to leave, he knows she's going to waste her life doing all this only to come back and die. So maybe it was better to put her out of her misery when she's younger. And also, because like him and Charlotte never actually get together properly, do they? So it's like, wouldn't wouldn't you be like, you need to go to the island and when you're 23 (laughs) and you meet a man who looks like me... (laughs) He's very hung and attractive and you will sleep with him. What does sleep with him mean? <laughs> Shut up, Charlotte. Um, also, there's a scene um, when Radzinski and all that show up to Sawyer's house and basically give catch Sawyer and everyone and see Phil in the closet because 
he's never come out of it. Um, and so Sora and Juliet surrender, which I, I like. I, I like it too because it's kind of like, oh, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? <laughs> it's like, God, Sawyer, what's going on here? Um, so we now get uh, the gang going into the hostiles camp and uh, Faraday walks in. He's got his gun, old Twitchy, shooting and firing and, I kind of like old Twitchy here, just walking through with a gun and like, I need to, I need to speak to Eloise. And I, you know, I love random scene when Richard shows up. Richard having a coffee. Here he comes. There's old Richard, <laughs> coffee cup There's in his hand. Like, I actually just, I just like the way it's kind of like it's, it's natural. Like, you know, it's not like they've caught him on the bog or something like that having a whack. Richard just sitting in his little tent, reading his notes. Comes in, he's got his coffee cup. No, no, Eloise isn't here. Um, so, and then Daniel's, I love that bit where Richard's just like, do we know each other? Um, and he's like, where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? The bomb that I told you to bury three years ago. Where is it? He's got pointing the gun at him and, and props to Nesta Carbonell here. Look, he's really, ever acting in this episode is actually really good, except for the shitty little Charlotte child. Um, and then all of a sudden we hear, we hear, Bang! And it's like, oh, has he shot? Not Richard! No, no, don't shoot Richard! And then we get the classic sort of fake out, and then we see, we pan down, and there's blood coming from our beloved Daniel, and, oh, no, he's been shot! No, no! Faraday's going to die! He's going to die! And as we see him fall down, who's behind him? (gasps) It's hot Eloise! She shot her own son! And as he's bleeding that's out, Damon, that's fucked up. Uh, he's staring at her. You knew oh this was going to happen, but you sent me here anyway. And I love that line from Eloise. Who are you? Who are you? Who is he? What's he doing there? Uh, and then his dying breath. I love how they say this on Lostpedia. I'm your son. <gasps> Boom, lost. <gasps> Plot twist. Oh, that's fucked that- up. <laughs> That is fucked up. I first let me just nitpick because it feels bad to nitpick about this scene. I would have cut "I'm your son" from the ending there. That's a little too much from the moment. I think you could do without that part. Um, but oh God, like that is fucked up, Damon. Uh, but yeah, just this episode is a masterclass in everything in acting in pacing in drama in uh twists in themes but the way that they're introducing we know eloise is his mother from the past but the way they introduce everything that happens at the beginning Mm. and we're thinking oh it's just a flashback about her making sure he does this and going on about destiny and we think oh yeah that's whatever that's normal flashback only for us to immediately look back on the flashback and think, oh, my God, this entire time, her talking about destiny, everything she's ever done for her son has been leading up to this moment where she knows that she will send her son back to the island and that he will, um, she will be the one to kill him. And everything that she's done for him is making sure that this event happens so that everything stays on course and that, when she's there at that piano and the, her son that she's either born before or after this moment 
she knows what he's going to grow up to become, but she doesn't quite know how he's traveled back. Uh, but can you just imagine the weight on that as Eloise as a character? Uh, so we have so much themes about destiny and lost and this is where they just heard talking about destiny and this was his destiny but she made it his destiny uh just the fact that we have a character being killed by his own mum, but that she knew that that was gonna it's hard to even get your head around explaining this to somebody yeah like, he's killed by his mum, but she knew it was gonna happen but she only knew because she did it and it happened after like there's some messy stuff with time travel, but this is like the Lost Riders at the top of their A game of let's do a real character, real hardcore sort of time travel plot line that everything works. It's it fits with the themes of Lost. 100 episodes, masterclass. Does it? Um, does it actually? Is it relevant to the overall story though? Like, does it affect anything? Well, he's no longer there, so everything that happens with that bomb after that, but Juliet, they're doing it without Daniel Farrow. Juliet still blows the bomb up, though. Spoiler alert! So they still the bomb still goes off, right? Yeah, but we don't know what would have happened uh, if Faraday would have gone off. What would have happened? Um, I mean, yeah. You could argue that, but I think you could argue that about almost every character death, really. Coming soon to Disney Plus, Lost, what if? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what. Does Saeed and, uh, not Saeed and Jinjit and Son's death really add anything other than <laughs> being a great character mode? I just I, I just do love the fact, spoiler alert, that like in that one of the most epic scenes of all of Lost, that like five minutes beforehand Saeed died. And yet we don't care about his death. <laughs> oh, poor Naveen Andrews. Um, so I'm. I also have marked down. Um, can, can I just say when we get in a few weeks' time, when we get to our season five recap episode, and we talk about a top five, because like the way we've recorded this season, we like started so earlier in the year, and we had such a big gap, and now we're here again. I can't even remember some of those earlier episodes and I don't have my notebook. Oh, rest in peace notebook with my original notes from those episodes. So I can't remember potential top five moments from like the first like five episodes of this. So I hope you remember them if there were any, uh, but I've marked this ending as a potential top five. I don't know oh, if you re- think of that too. Um, trivia. So Scott, this, this episode was billed by ABC's hundredth episode of lost in the United States. hundred episodes is generally considered a significant milestone and it's usually the point at which it becomes vis- viable for syndication, which, yeah, because generally I know that's a thing when I've done, like, TV um, tours and that in the States where they say that, like, particularly if it's a, a show that's being filmed on a lot, if you get to 100 episodes, you're also kind of like a permanent resident at that studio. So, like, you will get a stage which they can't take away from you until you're cancelled, basically. And, like, there's a whole big thing around getting to 100 episodes. Um, there are exceptions to the 100 episode rule and Lost was one. It had begun its first run syndication in September 2008 on the American cable channel Sci-Fi and G4. Um, Losses, and this is kind of the notes to this 100 episode version. Losses had two, several two hour season finales, but due to the nature of syndicated programming, airing fixed length installments, the television industry considers an episode in this context to be one hour. 
The original broadcast date on the episode April 29, 2009 was coincidentally United States President's Barack Obama's 100th day in office. ABC aired Obama's oh, press conference for the event immediately preceding the... Oh, well, look at that. Lost 100th episode was more important than Obama's 100th day press conference. In your face, Obama. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, this is the first and only time in the entire series that Hurley and Daniel see each other. Okay. Um... In the scene that Daniel cries in front of the TV, depicting the Oceanic 815 and Charles comes to visit him, the exact same comic sits on Daniel's couch as was used in Richard's tests on young John Locke in a flashback. Um, Daniel is the seventh character to die in their centric episode, the others being Shannon, Anna Lucia, Mr. Echo, Nikki, Paolo and Locke. Uh, I guess, should we eulogise Faraday? I guess we should. He's dead. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I like Faraday. He's he's probably my favourite um, freighter, although I do like Miles as well. Um, but I mean, he's interesting. He's got he's got a fascinating sort of backstory. I mean, kind of as you said at the beginning, he sort of comes and goes. Is in, in it isn't in it that much. I mean, Jeremy Davies is a great actor. He's as you said, a character actor. He's in a lot of things, and he's always kind of a very interesting character. But um, I mean, I think like I think we kind of touched on it when we got the freighter crew that like. You know, of all the the new influx of introduction, new characters, they're maybe the second overall least interesting outside of the the freaking Al Jazeera crew. But like, they're still interesting. Like, I mean, outside of Charlotte and Naomi, boo them. We still got Lapitas, we've got Miles, and we've got Faraday, who are great. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, Faraday is a great character. I kind of do wish we had a scene more, but at the same time, like, what more could have we gotten from him? Like, he's kind of one of those ones where I think about it, it's like. I mean, Mr. Echo, I could have gladly had another two seasons of Mr. Echo. You know, I'm not an Anna Lucia fan, but even Anna Lucia could have brought something. Libby and Hurley, you know, like I can see arguments where you could continue these characters legitimately. And yeah, Ben's just saying this, Boone and Shannon. Yeah, all the Lost fans like start going off at me, but I could see more of Boone and Shannon. Shut up. Um, But I just, I don't know with Faraday if I could legitimately see more. I think we kind of get enough from him and it's kind of such an epic way that he dies. So... Yeah, I don't know how you feel about did we miss out on seeing some more of him by killing him off at this point. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I fully agree because I could see more of Echo, but if, when I think about the direction the show went, I can't picture Echo in the season four yeah. that we actually got. Of course, it would have been different with him, but I can picture Faraday in the season six that we did get for this show. I think he could have been there. There's still a lot of timey sort of stuff going on, a lot of sci-fi stuff in the show. Um, and, of course, he's got that connection to Widmore. So, in some ways, Widmore comes to the island next season. That could have been the plot line of those two realising that their father and son and Desmond point. kind of realising that. So, I think there was potential. And I don't see why Faraday couldn't have been there at the end, like Miles. Um I think there's stuff he could have brought to the show, but at the same time, that death scene is just so iconic. It has to be top. Well, I don't know if I'd say top five because Lost has such amazing death scenes, but at least definitely top ten. Um, and it's they use this as the best kind of example of doing time travel stuff, uh, and it fits with his character. It's such a Faraday death. Yeah. Uh, so such a boom yeah, death. I see- <laughs> 
<laughs> Boone would never die like this. Um, but yeah, I see both sides. But he's a great character. He, I think, he instantly became a fan favorite. Uh, but the Rider Strike definitely hit the these Freighter folk a bit. And then just season five was filled with so much sort of lore and time travel stuff. So it would have been really nice to get one more episode for Faraday in season four, like a traditional episode. Um, but he just really brought so much to the show. And he he is so suited for the later years of Lost, that sort of real sci-fi sort of fast-paced version of Lost that we get nowadays. Uh, so he was a great addition. And he probably is the best of the four of them, I guess. Um, but Lapid is but- better. Yeah, Lapidus, we never got his episode. So, Lapidus! Uh, great character, great death. Um, but, yeah, just as I said at the start, I don't see why we couldn't have had him for all of season five. Why did why did he have to go to Ann Arbor for five episodes? This is the last episode of the series to feature flashbacks inter... inter, 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 inter I don't What's that word? Interspersed? Interspersed? That's the word. Uh, with yes. on-island action and focused on only a single character. Follow the leader had no flashbacks. The incident features flashbacks from multiple characters, and much of season six featured flash sideways instead. The last two episodes to feature flashbacks, Abba, Turno, and Across the Sea broke from the traditional format and were mostly flashback. Um, and accepting... Juliet's flashback in the generally Jacob-focused The Incident Part 2. This is the final flashback episode of the series not to feature Jacob. Ooh. Interesting. Flashbacks. Yeah. Very go. Very go. That's my word there. Um, So, what um, questions and answers do we have um hang on a minute i've got the one here i'm gonna put whoops shit i can't even type ben that's great um the main one here is who stole noah's stapler and scissors yep uh it feels like an episode where there would be tons of questions but at the same time it's pretty contained but there, there surely must be some answers well, okay, so going up, uh, where is Faraday? I guess that got answered. Yeah, that yep. got answered. That got answered. All right, so uh, let's mark that one off the list. <laughs> who is Mike? Still haven't got that one. How did Locke come back to life? No. Who is the outrigger shooting? No. <laughs> Why won't my arakeet, parakeet eat my diarrhea? Um, the baby Kate crying sound is coming to Aaron. What are the rules? No. Um, so many questions answered. What is in the cabin? No. What is the deal with Richard not aging? Uh, Walt? No. I swear Anything we with had... Eloise? Yeah, I think we had an Eloise one. Or did we already cross that one out? Uh... No. 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 Uh, what happened to Pierre Chang's left arm? No. Um... What does it do with the numbers? No, no. Maybe the Eloise one we... Oh, I think we did because um, we answered that a while ago because, like, who is the chestnut woman? Remember, that was that was where we answered that one. there could be stuff about the hydrogen bomb and that, but because it's so obvious that it's going to be answered in the next mm. episode or next two that it doesn't really 
fit with putting it in a long-standing one. Season three, episode eight. Our two questions in that episode were: Will Charlie die? And who is the mysterious woman who likes chestnuts? So yep, um, answer both. There we go. So we don't have any outside of who stole Noah's stapler and scissors. Uh, yes, not. All right. Um, I am buying this episode, which is a still my record streak here. Um, which is so insane. Like, why am I buying every? I, I'm not. I'm. I'm just uh, spoiling this. Now. I am not ranking this season at the top of my list, even though I might be the most bought buyers I've had in a lost season before. Um, I, I, I'm assuming you're buying this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a perfect lost episode. It's got everything that you love about Lost. Um, doesn't have Boone but... in it. No, there's no Boone. Uh, I. I I don't know if I'd say top 20, but surely has to be a top 30 episode. Well, it's funny you say that, Noah Gross, because I've ranked this at 29th. So um, <laughs> by, by far the highest season four, five episode, um, I've got this just above of Trisha Tanaka is dead at 30 <laughs> and just below Outlaws at 28. So, oh. um, yeah, cool. by a long way, the highest, uh, the next uh, highest is 40 for Diddy's Dead. Um, and just looking here at Hollywood Reporter's definitive rankings of all lost episodes, they have this at 13th. Um, so they've yeah, got this very, very high. They have this just uh, below uh, – sorry, just ahead of Abiturno and just below Expose. But Expose's <laughs> at 12? What's wrong with you, Hollywood Reporter? That's like <laughs> we, we do the ringer over on Breaking Bad and they've got Fly at, like, number 12, like – Jesus Christ, that's 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 fucked up, the Hollywood Reporter. That's <laughs> fucked up. Uh, next week, we are going to follow the leader. Now, I haven't watched this episode yet, but uh, Locke is back. Locke's, how many weeks have we missed Locke? At least two or three, haven't we? Uh, two. So Locke's back. Um, we've got a bit more around Jacob, don't we, next week? And uh, saying here it's a Richard episode. Is, is it really a Richard episode? Uh, I would say this is one of the few episodes in Lost where there is no eccentric character, but some people like to call it a Richard one because he's the only character in both timelines. So you could see it as a Richard one, but it's really not a Richard-centric episode. And I, I love how Richard becomes more prominent as we get deeper and deeper. And, I, and Richard's flashback, whatever it's called, I can't pronounce it, but it's one of the best episodes of Lost. Um and this is our, I mean, technically it's the penultimate episode of the season because obviously it's a two-part finale as always. And um, often we talk about on this show when it comes to uh, seasons that a penultimate episode is almost more important than a series finale. So season finale, I should say. So Not in Lost. Not in Lost. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anything to add on Follow the Leader? Uh, no, it's just, it's one of those chess piece ones set up the finale and it, it does an exciting job. So it would be interesting to see if your streak can make it through to the, the season finale of season five. Um, but yeah, it's getting exciting. The end game of season five, no matter what you think of the season is very exciting. So, uh, lost really knows how to kick it into gear for these sort of end, end runs of the season. Well, we'll be back next week to cover that one. In the meantime, you can hear our Breaking Bad and 24 coverage as well, which is great. You've been enjoying our 24 coverage, haven't you, Noah, because you love the show. You did watch it at one point. How far did you get into 24? I remember when you were watching it and you were messaging me a couple of years ago. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Stop being nostalgic. 
You, oh, well, pa- Patrick would have watched it with me. Um, <laughs> and outside of that, we've got some other great shit that you can listen to, I think, maybe. Uh, I, I think by the time this episode has been released, I've seen No Time to Die. So, Did you yay. like it? No, shit. I, I can't. I cannot believe they just made another Moonraker. Like, Bond going into space. <laughs> like, seriously, Rami Malek just, you know, I can't believe Rami Malek was a rocket. <laughs> Daniel Craig got inside oh, Remy Malik. You say that. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, Shirley Bassey is in the episode, isn't she? The movie, the episode, whatever. I can't talk. I'm leaving. Um, my name is Colin, and I'm getting kind of used to insane. Uh, and you stole mine. My name is Colin Hilton. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.